Lortonians, today we are bringing you a special episode for the June 7th elections. This video will serve as a resource guide on what the different types of elections are, how to do more research on all the candidates, and what are the biggest issues at stake. So today we are with Fulton College political science professor, the co-chair of the policy department, and chair of honors department, Judy Balma. Thank you, Professor Balma, for being Absolutely. Today. Welcome to Fullerton College. This is the new yeah. courtyard for the humanities building, so mm -hmm. come on and by. It is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. So let's jump right into it. What okay. do we need to know about the June 7th election? So for Orange County, you need to know to go to ocvote.com. Okay. Um, they have all of the resources if you need to ask any questions. And on election night, you can find out the results. Right. And we know that there are many different types of elections. Some are getting cited in June, others are advancing. So yeah. what's the difference? So, so the, big, the big difference is to know that there are three types of elections on the ballot. Okay. It's not just a primary. Mm -hmm. um, and so there, there's a primary election where we're choosing the top two to advance to November, where the winner will actually be chosen. Okay. There's majority decisions where you could decide somebody in June, or it could go to a runoff. And then there's the elections that are just decided in June. It's one and done. And and there's no second chance in November. Right. So which ones are which? So we start with the partisan races, the, the statewide races, the Congress, State Assembly, State Senate. Those are all partisan and they are primary elections where everybody gets a ballot mm -hmm. and the top two advance regardless of political party. There's redistricting, so it might seem strange. Every 10 years we redraw the districts. Mm -hmm. So Congress, State Senate, and Assembly all might have new numbers. You might have a different incumbent. Suddenly somebody that you've never heard of is listed as the incumbent on your ballot. So we're going to share all the maps so you can see where your district is and who's running to make those decisions. Mm -hmm. um, in those elections, I really advise if you belong to a political party, trust them, look at their recommendations. If you're a Democrat, look at what the Orange County Democrats are endorsing. Um, if you're a Republican, look at who the Republicans in, are endorsing and you'll get a good idea. Okay. Then the second type of election mm -hmm. is the countywide um, elections that can be decided in June if a majority votes for one person. Okay. So Orange County Board of Supervisors, District Attorney, um, that's the top race that's getting tons of money. Mm -hmm. um, and then some of the races that aren't, like Assessor, Clerk Recorder, um, if somebody wins a majority of those, they advance, uh, they, they win outright. Mm -hmm. If not, the top two advance. So when you look and see there are three or four candidates, that's more likely to go to November. If there are only two, they're going to win. Somebody's going to win in June. Then the third type, our Orange County Board of Education and our mm -hmm. Superintendent of Orange County Schools are one and done in okay. June, no matter what. So whoever wins the most votes wins. And, and we saw that in um, 2020, that somebody with only 33% of the vote won. Right. Um, so those are the three types of ballots. So clearly the last category is the most important. The category. most important, right? because you don't get a second chance. Exactly. So how do people research these very important questions that are happening very soon? So this is a good chance to research and find out what's on the ballot. Um, I advise people to go to cavote.org, which is the League of Women Voters mm -hmm. website. Um, also Voters Edge, you can just Google Voters Edge as a really good information. The, the, the Orange County Registrar of Voters sends out the, the practice ballot that has ballot statements. Those are paid for by the candidate. Okay. Um, I wouldn't advise making a decision based on name recognition or ballot designation. Right. Um, so definitely do research. Um, I have a website, I have a podcast where I interview candidates so you can get to know our local candidates better. So it's a slice of orange mm -hmm. um, is the podcast and ocballotguide.com gives you lots of information about how to make those local decisions. So we are doing all this research, but 
say we don't really we're not really sure or we're just in doubt i remember you would tell us in classes right when in doubt just leave it blank leave it blank is the right. best advice mm -hmm. and 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 it's hard to do research it's a lot of work to do research so if you're not going to do that research leave it blank there's no penalty you can vote for what you know and leave the rest blank and i think that one of the reasons to do that is because a lot of times in Orange County we vote for terrible, terrible people to win. Mm -hmm. um, Steve Rocco is on the ballot, and if that name sounds familiar, it's because he's usually on the ballot, mm -hmm. running for something. Um, the last time, four years ago, he was on the ballot for clerk recorder. Um, he got 107,000 votes. Um, we'll link to the video so your viewers can uh, actually see exactly how terrible that decision is. Um, and he's on the ballot again. He's running right. against the incumbent for clerk recorder again. Um, I think 107,000 people should have left it blank. Right. Um, I think there are a number of candidates that if you do research, and, and what I really advise if you're looking to do research is to do a media search. Mm -hmm. Look at the Fullerton Observer, look at the Voice of OC, look at the Orange County Register, the Los Angeles Times, look at Orange Juice blogs to see if some of these candidates that you think you know are because they're notorious, because right. there's been terrible articles about them. <laughs> you know, Steve Vargas, who's running for Orange County Board of Supervisors, he embezzled money from the Brea VFW. People should learn that. They may not remember it. Uh, you know, Sean Nelson has his own section on the voice of OC of all the things that he has done that made the news. So wow. I think it's important to do a little media search. Local media has been covering these people. Local media has the stories. You just have to go search for it. Right, and they all have media archives online. So yeah, absolutely. That search button is your friend. Right. So apart from your website, OC Vote, that's a great yeah. resource for everyone. Yeah, but also just leave it blank. Mm -hmm. If you're not that invested, just leave it blank. Leave right. it to the people who actually follow local politics. Mm -hmm. If you're here just to vote for the partisan races, you can leave the rest of the ballot blank. Got it. So let's dive a little bit deeper into the elections that are getting decided pretty much right away. Sure. Let's start with Board of Education. Board of Education is one of the most important sections on the ballot. Mm -hmm. And again, if, if you're not following it, leave it blank because the people who are following it, this is a desperately important election for public education. So we have kind of two slates. Mm -hmm. The incumbents who are running on the Board of Education are all extremists against public education. They have been approving charter schools, and if that's what you want, you should vote for them. If you want to vote for the Classical Academy, which runs the curriculum from Hillsdale College, which is the Trump 1776 project, you should vote for them. That's how elections work. If you don't support that, if you support public education, if you support not spending $6 million in lawsuits that have all been ruled against the current board, you should vote for the slate of challengers. You should vote for in Area 4, Paulette Chafee, in Area 5, Shereen Smith, in Area 2, Martha Floor, and everybody in the entire county gets to vote for superintendent. Right. Dr. Alma Harris, it's nonpartisan right. um, races, so you're not going to see that, but Alma Harris is well respected throughout the entire county. His endorsements are wide and varied across party lines. He's done a really good job. Stephen Bean, who's the challenger, is in line with the incumbents. Um, and so there's a clear ideological bent here. But if you don't know that, you should leave it blank and let the people who are informed do that. But that's going to be decided in June. Um, what we saw in Area 4, which is Fullerton's area, in 2020, the last time this was on the ballot, 
and there's a whole bunch of reasons that I won't get into. But Voice of OC can give you all the history of every iteration of why Tim Shaw was removed and then got reappointed and then a judge removed him from the ballot. But it's a short-term election, so we're electing somebody for two years. Mm -hmm. But what happened last time is there were four people on the ballot. Tim Shaw, Jordan Brandman, Paulette Chafee, and Vicki Calhoun. And the Democratic voters split their votes among those three, Jordan Brandman, Paulette Chafee, and Vicki Calhoun. And Tim Shaw won with 33% of the vote. So we have somebody on the board that is suing the governor, wasting money, voting for charter schools that got approved, elected with 33% of the vote. Because it's one and done. There's no runoff. So the voters have a choice. Do they want to re-elect Tim Shaw? Or do they want to vote for Paulette Chafee? And there are two other people on the ballot that don't have ballot statements. If you look at the Fullerton Observer's coverage of the last forum, uh, you see that one of the candidates says, I don't even know what this office does, um, doesn't have a website. So it's really a selection between Paulette Chafee and Tim Shaw. And the voters have to decide. And that's a really important election. Really important, and it's one and done. No second chances. So the other really important election is OCDA. Yeah, OCDA, the district attorney. There are four candidates. And again, Fullerton Observer did a great job of covering the forum. You can watch the League of Women Voters live stream of that. And, and even though Todd Spitzer doesn't appear in the forum, there's only one forum that he uh, went to, and it's not recorded, so we don't have that information. But um, it's really clear from watching those three candidates. Right. I always advise people to go to candidate forums. Yeah. Within about five minutes, you can tell the difference between the candidates and what mm -hmm. they want. Um, and, and so look at that. Mike Jacobs is a retired prosecutor who's running. If you want somebody who's law and order without the scandal of Todd Spitzer, you can vote for Mike Jacobs. If you want you know, a progressive, you can vote for Pete Hardin. If you want somebody kind of in between, federal prosecutor, um, Brian Shehawk is, is running. So those are your three choices. But unlike the Board of Education, this isn't one and done. So the top two. So if you don't like the scandals of the district attorneys, the snitch scandal, again, media archive dies, <laughs> um, the, the, the district attorney and sheriff's office, not just the incumbents, but past have been involved in lots of unethical behavior, lots of criminal behavior from the deputy district attorneys and the sheriff's deputies. You could vote for one of those three and the top two would go to November. If somebody, if the incumbent, for instance, wins 50%, then it's done. So to have those policy discussions, to have the public discourse, mm -hmm. if voters deny the incumbent a majority, then we have a longer time to discuss those for the November election. Right. This one just depends on Depends. Voters. With four candidates, it's more likely to go to mm -hmm. November. With all of these races that only have two candidates, one of them is going to get the majority. Right. And I know we kind of glossed over this a little bit, but uh, clerk recorder and assessor, are you said getting decided? A lot of yes. people don't even know what those are. They don't are. know what those are. So again, I interviewed um, Rick Foster. You can learn more about what the assessor does. I think particularly a lot of young people should check out that podcast because um, I, I think you learn that there's a lot of policy advocacy that could be done to make affordable housing, to talk to banks about um, innovative ways to make uh, a, a housing more affordable for people, to make it more accessible for people. Those are changes that young people really care about. They're getting priced out of the market. Mm -hmm. and, and it's, you know, it's, it's a holistic look at what happens. 
if young people can't afford to work here, we have, you know, or they're driving further, there are lots of policy implications of that. So it's all kind of combined right. in something that doesn't seem very exciting. The assessor's office assesses property taxes, <laughs> and then the tax collector actually collects it. But it ends up being really important to know who is getting those elections. And the clerk order. Clerk recorder is is recording those things, and you know I could have a big policy discussion of whether I think any of these things should be elected. I, right. you know, think we have a hyper democracy where we elect far too many people, but right. it's it we're stuck with it. We don't get to change mm -hmm. that. So you either research it and make the best decision, or leave it blank and leave it to the people who know more about these offices. Right. So now that you've mentioned that. Uh, in the U.S., specifically in California, we're voting pretty much all the time. We are voting all the time. And I More than a lot of people go to the dentist, right? right. <laughs> yeah. So there can very easily be voter burnout. People are overwhelmed. We're still in the pandemic. We're all yeah. tired. How do you recommend we approach researching these elections? Yeah. So, so again, I think it's... It's a question of um, voting for what you know, mm -hmm. voting for what you care about, and learning more each time. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in education, we talk about scaffolding. Right. Um, I, I think that that's important, particularly for young people. We shame you into voting. We tell you to vote or die. Uh, we tell you to rock the vote. And I, and I don't think we do a good job of telling you how to vote. Mm -hmm. I don't think we do a good job of telling you where to get information. Um, and the media's obsession is on national politics and decisions are made in local. It's why I think it's so important to pay attention to local politics, obviously. All of your viewers and listeners for the Observing Fullerton podcast are already doing that. Right. Readers of the Fullerton Observer are already doing that. They've already kind of, you know, I'm preaching to the choir to this. Right. But share it with other people. Yeah. Because when we're talking about national politics, it's local politicians that make those decisions. Right. It's your local city council that hires the police chief. So if you care about police brutality, you've got to care about city council. If you care about curriculum and the debate over critical race theory, um, which is not a real Even debate, <laughs> but that's yeah. coming. The, 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 the November elections are going to be dominated by ideological divides in your local school boards. So learning how to get informed, learning where those resources are, is really crucial for young people. Right. So we've had to discuss how to research. Now I want to get a little bit more into what you think are the biggest issues with all of the races that we have, you know, primary races, board of education, supervisors, judges, DA. Yeah, and, and we haven't talked about judges, so I do want to talk about that because it's the lowest of the low information elections. And I have always advised my students to leave it blank if you don't know anything about it. Um, there are 24 candidates running for nine open seats, which is historically the biggest anyone I've talked to can remember. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so that has drawn a lot more attention to these races. If you're driving around, riding around, walking around, you are bombarded with yard sign after yard sign after yard sign. Mm -hmm. Again, I'll caution you that yard signs are not a good way to make a decision. Um, but you can go to ocballotguide.com and find out not just who I recommend, but why I recommend them. And you can listen to the podcasts and learn more. What, one of the guiding principles um, that I think people should consider for judges is not to vote based on ballot designation. Usually, deputy district attorney wins. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would ask people to think a little bit more seriously about that. Number one, 76% of the courtrooms in Orange County are not criminal courts. <laughs> Um, number two, prosecutors are overrepresented on our courts. We have plenty mm 
Uh, we could go a decade without electing another deputy district attorney, and we would still be overrepresented mm-hmm. with former deputy district attorneys on the court. So getting some some judges that have commissioner experience where they're already doing the job, getting some judges that have trial experience. Um, w- one of the deputy district attorneys, I'm not opposed to all of them, but Israel Castro majored in chemistry. He was pre-med and he went to law school and was hired to work on, on the Golden State Killer uh, case because most lawyers don't have any DNA experience, scientific experience. So having a wide variety of experience is really good for our courtrooms. Um, Another factor that I was really interested in was professional demeanor. Mm -hmm. I want people who are humble and ethical, um, and a couple of these candidates aren't, and a media archive search can show that. Um, You know, look, look at Sean Nelson, look at Claudia Alvarez, who are politicians who have held elected office, and therefore there's a lot of articles about their behavior, their demeanor, their ethics, and you can find that out. And if you want to vote for them, absolutely, that's your choice. That's how democracies work. Mm -hmm. But you should be informed. So I did a lot of research with judges. I talked to a lot of people, and I came up with some recommendations that people can find on Mm ocballotguide.com. But in addition, I give you the reasoning. I give you why, and you can listen to the, the podcast interviews and get to know them a little bit better. You, you interviewed the actual candidates, correct? I interviewed a lot of the candidates, and I'm sure my podcast listeners are tired of hearing about judicial candidates, but June's coming, so it'll almost right. be over. Right, and, and mail-in ballots are already out, so a lot of people have already started voting, too. Yeah, me and 174 other people have already voted. Um, the rest, you know, 1.8 million are still waiting. Right. Uh, and so we'll see what voter turnout actually is. Right. Um, but hopefully lots of people will be filling out their ballots and returning them soon. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the other major issues at stake? So supervisor is a big issue. Um, so the Orange County supervisor, there are three of the five. We divide geographically the county up into five districts. And so three of those are on the ballot. Uh, and so in North Orange County, we've got Doug Chafu who's running again. Again, there are two other people. So if one person gets a majority, the decision will be made. If not, the top two will advance to November. But Doug Chafee is the incumbent. Sunny Park Mayor of Buena Park is running against him. And then Steve Vargas, who's a city councilman in Brea. So those three are running for supervisor. And that's a big job. It's a full-time position, uh, running a fifth of the county. They have lots of staff. They make lots of decisions. They have a ton of money uh, that they can uh, make decisions about, and they set the policy. And, uh, you know, if you have any question about how important they are, you can look at the pandemic response of Orange County mm-hmm. um, and the decisions they made with the healthcare agency, the decisions they've made with Parks and Rec, and you can see where there are county parks and regional parks and where there aren't. Um, you can see where those decisions have been made. Um, and, and the beaches in Orange County are county parks that are determined, those policies are determined by the Board of Supervisors. So important, important decisions to make. Right. Very, very important. So we might think of this election as just primary, but you have a lot of... Yeah, they're mi- it's misnamed as a primary. Um, and, and, I, and, and part of the problem with low information on this one is that the, the Republicans um, kind of spent all of their attention on the recall last September. Yeah. So we had Larry Elder running, we had commercials everywhere, we really drove people to the ballot in September for that recall, and Gavin Newsom won with a higher percentage than he did originally. So right. the Republicans have kind of receded. The, ki- the Republicans have in some way conceded this race 
we don't have um, Republicans and and, and in the S Secretary of State's ballot, the Republican Party didn't even get their endorsements in. Mm -hmm. um, that printed ballot, they missed the deadline. They, they're they out there, you can look them up. Um, they did make endorsements, but they're not there. Um, and so there's not a lot of high profile. Brian Dahl is not somebody with a ton of name recognition for governor. Um, you know, there's no high profile Republican running against United States Senator Alex Padilla who was appointed to that position and now has to run. And that's a little quirk because he's on the ballot twice. We have to fill that position from November to January mm -hmm. or risk not having a senator from California for two months where Mitch McConnell would then be the majority leader because uh, it's a 50-50 Senate. Right. Um, so we have to vote twice for that short-term election and then the next six years. Wow. But there's no Republican with any name recognition or money driving people to the ballot. There's not commercials all of the time. And so that will depress voter turnout as well. Right. So, wait, so, so all your congressional candidates really hope you run, that you vote and turn out to vote. Mm -hmm. um, but they're kind of lacking that top of the ticket driver to the ballot. Mm -hmm. So I have a question for all the political science nerds out here. Okay. What are your election day traditions? Okay, so this is a fun question because mm -hmm. election day is a holiday in my house. Right. Um, so I celebrate this and my kids uh, love election day because I do uh, special waffles with mm -hmm. strawberries and blueberries and whipped cream. Uh, we then have Sundays as we watch the returns. Um, there's no TV returns uh, for the Orange County races, so I just hit refresh over and over and over. But uh, there's lots of celebration. There are often shirts. My kids have future voter shirts that they wear. There's, you know, food and costumes and <laughs> traditions. So, yeah, Election Day is a big deal. It's my Super Bowl. Um, wow. So. so we've discussed a lot of resources today. Yeah. Could you just go over... One more time, what are the most important for all the voters? Sure. So for Orange County voters, the most important, ocvote.com. It okay. has all of your answers. You can find out where the vote centers are, mm -hmm. if you want to vote in person, if you lose your ballot, because it's a long time between. Okay. you got a whole month, so you can lose your ballot. You can take that in. You can surrender your ballot. If you take in a ballot that, that you've ruined, if you don't have your ballot, you can go get a provisional ballot at those vote centers. Mm -hmm. ocvote.com has all the information. Um, and then... Obviously, for research, you want to look at Voters Edge from the League of Women Voters. My website, ocballotguide.com, will have lots of resources, including links to these other resources. Um, and then search your media archives. Search Fullerton Observer. Search Voice of OC. Search the Orange County Register. Search Orange Juice Blog. has a lot of really good information. Mm -hmm. um, and, and just do your best. And again, leave it blank if you don't know. Professor Vamla, thank you so much. Sure, for happy explaining. voting. Yeah, happy voting. Thank you so much for explaining everything today. Good. And that is our special episode of Observing Fullerton. Good.